0: John Schmelk here joined by Carl Banks. A little rapid reaction on the Monday after the Giants' fall to the Minnesota Vikings at home. They lose that game twenty-eight to ten. Carl, this was a very good team the Giants were playing this week in the Vikings. When you're A quarterback like Daniel Jones and the Giants defense, which has struggled at times this year, what's the difference when you're going up against a well-coached team like the Minnesota Vikings?
1: Well, we know right away, and I think this Giant team understands now that when you're playing an elite-level team, playoff-caliber team, they do their homework and they apply what they've learned in the game. So whatever your weaknesses are, You can expect a team like the Minnesota Vikings to test whether or not you've made the necessary corrections. You also learn in playing a team like the Minnesota Vikings, the margin for error is almost zero. So when you have your opportunities, you've got to take them. Um, So now we talk about the talent, right? Let's talk about Giants, Depleted at linebacker, right, going against Dalvin Cook. They were down to David Mayo, Nate Stupar, and Josiah Tawaefa. Yeah. So you're going Dalvin Cook, no surprise, one of the best in the league. Most people don't know it outside of the industry insiders, and I consider every team in the National Football League an industry insider. So they know coming in, this guy's got great balance, great speed, you got to gang tackling. You got to get them on the ground. Game starts out early. They get them to the ground, have some success on a couple series. And then next thing you know, they're starting to get gashed. Um, the reason they get gashed is because little play action pass, bootlegs, which we can talk about the lack of adjustment there but also one-on-one tackling. You had guys that couldn't tackle. You had two guys that couldn't tackle him. You had three guys that couldn't tackle him or the receivers to get off the field. So, Carl, by the
0: way, just real quickly, Giants allowed nine rushes of 10 yards or more, mm -hmm. more than any other team this week. Stat number two, these are both from Pro Football Focus, 16 missed tackles by the Giants this week, also most among NFL teams in Week 5. So you
1: got 16 missed tackles uh runs of 9 yards or more and I would love to know where the first hit came. <laughs> the first hit probably came within 3 yards of the line of scrimmage and then it was run after contact. So these are things when you're playing elite teams, you've got to be able to get guys on the ground and it's hard, you know, and this is not making an excuse, but it's hard to see where your cause may be wrong from an adjustment standpoint. When, you know, people's first thing is, oh, get rid of the defensive coordinator, get rid of the offensive coordinator. Well, look, they call a play, and if you got a guy caught before the sticks on third down, that means he put you in the right defense and you did not execute it because you missed tackles. You missed two or three tackles. Bingo. So players have gotta, you know, players have got to take responsibility. I think the adjustments to the boot play in in the game didn't come until the second half, and I think it hurt them a great deal because when they needed to play, they just ran a two level waggle, and there was nothing on the backside because everybody was moving up towards the line of scrimmage. And
0: everyone knew the Vikings were the second run heaviest team in terms of play. Correct. Of heading to the game, right? So what do they do? They come out of the gate. Two play-action passes. Six of their first ten passes were play-action, and you mentioned how effective they were on play-action passes in this game. Carl Cousins, eight of ten for 131 yards and a touchdown. Right now, and here's how do you slow that down if, if, well, if the Giants' well, defense? Well,
1: here's the thing: within the first three or four plays of the game, you kind of know as a coach what type of game it's going to be, right? Um but you knew coming into the game that they were going to insulate Kirk Cousins. They knew he's not a volume passer. If he if he becomes a volume passer, he's mistake prone. So now you eliminate a few things and you say, okay, well they're gonna run. What can they do off of the run? And I'm just I'm putting my coach's hat on, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do off a run? Well it's gonna be play action, tight ends are important, or they're gonna try to get Thiel in the ball because he's a great you know, uh receiver all over the field. But great he can route catch yeah. yeah. So once you start to see, you know, this little boot thing happening, you don't have to worry about them taking shots. Cause Thielen is a guy now he's like you say, he's a great route runner. But once you see what type of game is gonna be you've got to adjust your defense now to more intermediate passes. Funny you mention that. Kirk Cousins only attempted three
0: passes that traveled 20 more yards in the air.
1: That's it. Well, and the theme was established right away. Sure. They were true to who they were, to be honest with you. They don't want him down the field. They don't want volume passes for him. So if you know that what your research is telling you is that this is going to be you know a more conservative approach rely on your offensive line rely on your running backs and rely on play action then construct the defense that can can help you in that area
0: two other issues i think Carl too the vikings are great on screen passes cousins four for four 65 yards on those and this goes to your point as well if you're going to play that looser coverage in the back end and not play a lot of man to man you got to tackle after they catch the ball right that's what right. the vikings are so good at on average, per reception, the Giants allowed nine yards after the catch per reception. If yeah. you're going to play that type of defense, which by the way has been effective for the Giants in their last couple of games, mm-hmm. not playing a lot of cover one and playing more sure. zone,
1: you or have to mixing be
0: able, it up, right? You have to be able to tackle, and they just well, didn't do that. That's the bottom the back line. End. So
1: that's that's not inherently a bad call, right? That's bad execution of a good call because it had been good, been good. For the last couple of weeks, right, two and a half games. So, what do you do? Like, if you're the if you're the defensive coach, you have some reason to defend what you put them in, and to really hold your players accountable for missed tackles, because you cannot. It it doesn't matter what the defense call is if you're getting your tail whipped. It's just that simple. Um, and they didn't do enough. Now there were some adjustments that needed to be made in the game that I think coaching wise they've got to be aware of because Such as. we started this this podcast by saying the one thing you learn about great teams is they do their homework. They attack your weaknesses to see if you've made any adjustments. The Grant Haley situation is one. That they saw on film against Washington, and didn't turn into big plays because they
0: missed the receiver, but still they were be-
1: big plays that were missed correct, so Minnesota sees him, and they put their best receiver on him now that's a mismatch, and either during the week or during the game, if you're a coach and you see their number one receiver on not your number one cover guy or number two cover guy or number three cover guy, then you've got to make an adjustment on the fly and say, okay, safety, if you see their top guy on our guy, you're going to lean that way and tell him to play outside technique and push everything to you. Even in the red zone where it's a more constrained Even easier. It's easier because you can play a hard outside technique on something like that. Sure. And everybody else knows that they've got to do – inside technique.
0: It's funny, I was talking to Howard during the game and he actually pointed out there were some plays where they traveled Janoris Jenkins with him into the slot, sure. but there were others that they didn't, like right. that play in the end so zone when with you get and caught, him on the fade.
1: When you get caught on your slot guy, your slot cover guy, you've got to make adjustments to that because teams saw it a week before and they were going to exploit that. So in order to be a better football team, You've got to do self-evaluations, and you've got to be willing to make adjustments. Last thing on the defense before we jump to the offensive side of the ball, Carl. Pass rush.
0: Giants had three sacks. One sack got taken off the board because of that Janoris Jenkins illegal hands to the face. Yeah. Which was actually the most impressive one. Dexter Lawrence just basically carried the guard back into the lap of the quarterback. Uh, Marcus Golden got a sack beating Kyle Rudolph on on an edge rush off right end. What did you think about the pass rush? They're getting sacks, but is there enough consistent pressure well, on the quarterback play to play?
1: The the thing is, John, you get three sacks in a game. That's pretty good. and It speaks to where your pass rush is. Yeah, but over the course of the, the season, much,
0: that's 48 sacks. That's pretty good, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: But it also tells you that if things come together on the back end consistently, you probably see more because you've seen – like you see a guy like Dexter Lawrence that can actually dominate a player on a given play. Uh, Marcus Golden will outwork a player on any given, on every play. Actually you, he's going to just keep coming. He's a grinder. So it just tells you that it's a young team. Youth is an excuse. Can I'm going to give you an example? Uh, It's a young team that has to learn how to deal with success. Um, how to learn to be consistent in excellence, you know, because consistency doing it one in a row is not good enough. You've got to continue to do it right the whole game. Because again, championship caliber teams they don't lay down when you stop them once, they just keep coming, and you've got to have the mental stamina to keep battling and to keep executing because they know they count on you. Making the first mistake. And when I talk about the youth of this team, when you think about the Giants had a crucial three and out, and DeAndre Baker gets a taunting call, keeps the drive alive. It was a second and 11. Second and 11, It would have right. been
0: a third and 10 or whatever it would have right. been, which is, which is a good way to get a team off the field.
1: Um, He taunts unsportsmanlike conduct. They move the ball. Eventually, they score on that drive. The rookie made a great play. Go back to your huddle. Now, listen, I know trash talk happens, and it's debatable whether or not a flag should be thrown, but we weren't there. We don't know what was said, but whenever, whatever it was. And whenever you're standing over
0: a guy right. like that, that's when that flag's going to come.
1: And because you're a rookie, yes, they're, they're not cutting you any slack. And it might have been some magic words, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, we just saw in in the Dallas game, you had uh, Dak Prescott talking trash to a defensive lineman. No flags were thrown. They sent them back their respective ways, right? Um, But you don't have that benefit as a rookie. But what does it also tell you? You made a great play and got penalized for it, and you penalized your team by eventually giving up a touchdown that you were covering. Yeah, and I
0: think Baker is kind of a microcosm of that because you're right, he had the good tackle, but then the like. He gives yeah. up the touchdown on the slant in the end zone. On the it same was, drive. It was a really nice play, throw by, sure. by Cousins to Thielen. He got his feet in. And then you a couple other plays, he played a slant really well in the second half, sure. knocked it away. He stayed with, I forget who the receiver was, down the left sideline on that deep route where they tried Diggs. to make a big... Trying to make a big play on digs, incomplete. So he flashed some really good coverage skills, but then you have the little mistakes that come back to haunt you. You know,
1: you have to be consistent in your performance. And you can't, especially at his position, and I think he knows that, he's played at a high level in college, You can't get too high, can't get too low. You get excited, but you stay locked in. And mistakes, when your team is battling with no linebackers to speak of, right, Uh, Your offense does not have a running game to speak of. Your contributions are so crucial to the outcome of the game that you don't want to be the guy that costs your team three points or costs your team seven points.
0: Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Let's start with Daniel Jones, Carl. Look, he was going against the best defense he's seen in his life. Uh College, pros, whatever. Best defense he's ever seen. Uh, He had a couple throws that could have been picked but weren't. He had that pick at the end of the game, which, you know, you're trying to go late. I'm not worried about that. But he's going to look back at those two Sterling Shepard throws where he had him deep down the right sideline, and then he had him in the end zone for the touchdown that he just put too much juice on both of them. Yep. And like we talked about at the start, against a defense like the Vikings, they're going to give you so many windows to make those plays, and he missed two of them.
1: Well, and here's the thing. Um, I always speak about a path to victory, right? there. Even the best teams will give you a path if you're good enough to to take it. Um, He was going to struggle all game, but the coaches would scheme some things to get some guys open, right? You got a rookie, Darius Slayton, who gave Xavier Rhodes probably all he could handle on that particular play and put him on his back, put him behind him. He couldn't catch him. Killed him on the sluggo, double move. Yeah, and it's not the first time He's seen the sluggo, meaning Rhodes, but this kid did what he had to do. They get a touchdown. It was a great throw on that, too, perfectly out in front of him. Right? So you get that one. They schemed that one up beautifully, right? So they give you two more. Now keep in mind, the final score was what? 28-10. 28-10. So if you get those other two. Now you're looking at a totally different game. And you're looking at probably a totally different Kirk Cousins at that point.
0: Yeah, the whole Vikings game, he threw four passes in the the second half.
1: That's it. Yeah, so you're looking at a different game because now you're 24, 24, 28, or they didn't kick their field goal too late. So it could technically have been a one-point game either way. Sure. If you execute those two and it just amplifies the margin of error. And so for a young quarterback, it's great that he had to go through this. But if he processes it correctly, he's the guy in a game like this next. When he sees an opportunity, he's got to settle himself all the way through the play to execute it so that he continues to rise above the expectation of what people think he is now. He's playing well, but he had to go through this Mm -hmm. in order to understand – wow, they gave me a play and I had it and I blew it, you know, or I didn't I didn't execute.
0: But he's still flash, Carl, and he had, besides the Slayton throw, there was a third and 14. He hits Darius Slayton on a 16-yard out sure. on a missile with the pocket collapsing around. That was sure. a great throw. Uh, there was a third and 10 where he hit Sterling Shepard on a little slant in between the cover two safety and linebacker when he yep. reached down and grabbed it. He still had some flash throws against pretty good coverage where you're like, all right, this kid still has something Exactly.
1: Here. So I think – you know, there there are going to be some opportunities in every game, no matter the level of competition. The offensive line is battling, you know, and they're 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 taking it on the chin on a lot of plays.
0: And by the way, people are just going after the edge rushers, the edge
1: pass. Well, the in this guys. game. There was no room for
0: Jones. Well, to let step me just tell you this: that that
1: was their key. If they were going to have any success passing the football it was going to be because he could shed, he, the quarterback could set shorter in the pocket because the edge, the edge guys just collapsed. If you set at seven yards like Matt Ryan did, they just run by the tackles and they make the sack. Yeah, the tackles have to be able to push their guys right. wide to have a chance. because the interior three Bingo. of the Giants were retreating as well, there was just not a lot of room to operate, period. So they have to continue to battle. And the bad news is the defensive fronts that they're seeing, they saw a lot of good ones. They're going to see another good one this week. Yeah, the Patriots aren't bad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the good news is if they get it protected, the Giants have four legitimate receiving threats. So what does that mean? You can't double all four of them. And you've got to choose between Tate and Shepard because you have to do something about Evan Ingram, and then there's this rookie all of a sudden running by everybody, Darius Slayton, and that gives you something to worry about as a defensive opposing defensive coordinator.: How about the safety? Uh,
0: I looked at the, the tape. there were th- Carl John Hilleman could have been the flash. Yeah. There were three guys. Evan Ingram got beat on the left side. Barr came in between the center and right guard, Zyler and Jalapio, and then Harrison Smith was untouched around the left edge.
1: Well, that tells you right there... Um, Three guys! ...that the importance of that play for the offense should have been more than just a routine play. It should have been urgent that we have attention to detail because we can't let guys go through. It's simple, but, you know, some things are just not routine and you take for granted, right? Because... The Minnesota Vikings knew that they get their way. They're getting a a safety on that. So um, I think they're going to have to adjust the type of play uh, because before the quarterback handed the ball off, it was a safety. I mean, the the back barely got his hands on on the football. He had no chance. So they've got to adjust that, but also the players have got to adjust their thinking as it relates to those types of plays. It's got to be – in attention to detail, a sense of urgency, can't retreat, we've got to get a surge. Is that a play, too, where as Daniel Jones becomes a little bit more
0: veteran and he sees how many people the Vikings have at the line, he might be able to audible out of that, too?
1: Well, if he gets the green light to do that, yes. And I think they should probably discuss that with him sooner than later so that he can really get them in something that they can actually have a
0: chance at. Final question Wayne Gallman injury, how much did it hurt the offense? Jones on play action in the game, by the way, was still pretty good 7 to 10, 72 yards and a touchdown, but they really couldn't get that run game going at all.
1: Well, it, they couldn't get a run game going against a team that's very good against a run. Excellent. Um, so when you take that out of the equation, I'm sure it was the Vikings were able to give a little more attention to their pass coverage. But yeah, it hurt. But I give the Giants credit in terms of their resourcefulness of still being able to get some offensive opportunities. And they knew they weren't be a lot of them, but when they got the defensive looks they needed, they either had opportunities to make plays or made plays. Finally, quick 30 seconds. Look ahead to New England. Uh, it's a short week.
0: We don't know about Saquon Barkley. You just don't Wayne Gallman in concussion protocol, that's going to be a tough yeah. way to get back. Uh, what are you keeping an eye on this week as you begin your preparation for New England? Neither one of us has watched tape yet, but they've been phenomenal this year defensively.
1: They've been great defensively. Um, I think their quarterback is not vintage. The question is, are you good enough to bring out yeah. his worst? Um, and How do you do that? Well, you got to pressure him. You've got to pressure him. Um, He's not holding the ball long at all. Never does. Um, But you see some teams that are bringing pressure. He's he's chucking and ducking a little bit. But, again, like I said, he's not vintage. But are you good enough to bring out his worst? Because he never stops. That's the one thing about Tom Brady. If it's a 60-minute game or 72-minute game, he's continuing. You can pound him, he gets up, and he just keeps coming at you. Um, And by the way, you got to get to him without blitzing, too. Because if you blitz, he's going to pick you apart. Yeah. But here's the other thing, too. You've got to be able to challenge their defense. Um, The thing that you have to do first and foremost is protect your quarterback. Because you've got – here's what you have. You have four legitimate receivers on the field now. The Patriots can't double all of them. And five if Saquon gets back, by the way. Right. So you can't double all of them, and you got a quarterback who can escape. So that can put pressure on their defense. It's similar to what, you know, when Andy Reid has his his success, he gets a lot of receivers in the action. Now they've got good cornerbacks. Now the Giants just faced a good cornerback. They did okay. Um, They got good safeties. It's going to be a challenge. The challenge is also for the Patriots defense to prepare for a guy to prepare for a guy like Evan Ingram. So we'll see and we'll look at some tape together. But I just think, you know, the key here is keeping their offense off the field, limiting Brady's opportunities and when he gets them, make it hell for him. Carl, great stuff. Thank this you, was fun. It was fun. Is it rapid reaction? Is that what we're calling this? I, I, I like that. Okay, Rapid Reaction with Carl Banks. I'm John Schmelk,
0: We'll see you after the New England game, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you later.